This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Detective Denise Cookie Polden has filed a claim against the Seattle Police Department for what she claims is retaliation, race, and gender discrimination, and more. With this morning to talk about this issue is James Bible, who is representing Bolden in this claim. Good morning, James. Good morning. All right. Uh, James, this information might be shocking to many people in our listing audience because Detective Cookie, as she's affectionately known, has been the poster woman for SPS. I'm sorry, SPD, uh, community policing initiatives for many, many years, as generations in our community are familiar with her work uh, and her in general. And, you know, this information is, to me personally is, is just a little, is very shocking. Absolutely. Detective Bolden has been um, a bridge for communities of color in terms of their relationship with law enforcement. She's a trailblazer. She was uh, I believe the second African-American female police officer ever in the Seattle Police Department. Uh, and she has clearly, now we know, weathered a remarkable storm of discrimination, um, a hostile work environment, and has been um, told to do things and has had experiences that are absolutely humiliating. Uh, and it's time to expose that to the light so that people can make decisions and change their t- for the better right um james there are a number of allegations in the claim and are far too many to dig into all at once but many of them center around uh themes um for uh certain themes for lack of a better term like allegations of unfair and unjust treatment uh, including uh access to overtime opportunities feeling uncomfortable and unwelcome in the workplace and even in the where there was some dog feces left in front of her locker. Absolutely. And I think perhaps one of the more disturbing <clears throat> moments that I can think of is a moment where Cookie Bolden, as an African-American law enforcement professional in her department, had to ask permission to move past a dog gate to get necessary material. Um, the imagery to me is horrific the level of control that was attempted to be exerted upon her was ridiculous. Uh, But the culture of the Seattle Police Department and many departments around the country is such where African-Americans and specifically African-American females that try to be in law enforcement are discriminated against in a remarkable way. Uh, We have a photo uh, of a white man, heavily armed, that's with a that's on a poster in the Seattle Police Department right now that says some people 
require inspirational quotes to start the day. And then at the bottom it says me, caffeine, and hate. Now, the imagery there is horrific. The mentality is even worse. And this is the South Precinct, uh, which is policing uh, predominantly people of color, uh, many African-Americans. And this is the way that some officers are actually starting their day. And this is the type of poster that is allowed in their police department. And I have to tell you, it's not the only one. We have others. Wow. And, James, you know, Detective Bowden, uh, Cookie Bowden has been in the police department for over 40 years, um, and she's claimed to have faced discrimination and harassment throughout her career, uh, which, I, you know, like I said, most of us have seen, us, seen her around for years. Most of us have talked to her for years. Um, and, you know, she goes about her, her job and her work with a sense of pride, with a sense of humility, but also in a professional way. And so, um, you know, and most of us had no idea that she was under, uh, undergoing such uh, scrutiny um, and retaliation and just different things that were, have been, uh, you know, tossed her way throughout, this, um, throughout her career. Absolutely. Um, Detective Cookie Bolden has been really the benchmark for policing. And anytime there's been a tough issue in the African-American community uh, in Seattle, the police department uh, pulls out Cookie and says, oh, but look, we have Cookie, and she's making the, she's doing the chess park, and she's doing these other things with the community. Um, but they're also simultaneously undermining her in remarkable ways, and um, it's time for, for that to end. I think that it's been remarkable pressure for Cookie uh, to be in that kind of environment and then at the same time uh, go out into the community and continue to support uh, the department and also the community at the same time. And she's gotten harassment because, frankly, some officers uh, believe that she has too strong of a relationship with the black community. Mm. And, and James, there are those who may be um, out there listening audience this morning, uh, or just, you know, the, the backseat drivers as you, as you might, as it might have you, um, who may hear the stories uh, about what she's been enduring and ask why after 40 plus years, is she just coming out with this? Right. I think that what we have is, um, similar to Jackie Robinson, similar to, Um, others that have faced discrimination, she recognized that as the second African-American female in the police department, that if she didn't weather a certain storm, there may not be others. Um, So she weathered that storm, and it was a remarkable one and and really difficult and really tough. And at the same time, she believes that in what I would say is positive policing. Uh, So she was definitely in a very torn sort of space. Um, and this is hard for her, but she's hopeful that it will help lead to authentic changes within the Seattle Police Department. Right. And, James, briefly, can you kind of talk about where we're at in relation to this claim? Because the average person doesn't, you know, they don't know what the process is like. And so can you kind of talk about uh, this process when you talk about the filing of a claim and the uh, filing of a lawsuit? 
Absolutely. So when you file a lawsuit against the city or any municipality, the first thing that you have to do is file a notice of claim for damages. Some people call it a tort claim. Uh, you have to basically write a summary of events that uh, you think are wrong or illegal, uh, articulate, of course, who you are and all of those sorts of things, and then you file it with the city. The city then has uh, 60 days, or you have 60 days before you can file a lawsuit after that. If the city wants to negotiate with you during those 60 days, they can do so. Uh, so that's kind of the stage that we're in. Uh, they now have the claim. It was filed last night. Uh, so this morning they are probably getting it. We don't know if they'll be looking at it now or anytime soon, uh, but we'll at the very least have to wait 60 days before we can file a lawsuit. Okay. Um, and James, my final question for you. Yeah, you've been in the trenches when it comes to fighting for change and accountability when it comes to law enforcement here in Seattle. As it relates to the allegations in this claim, and like I said, there are many, um, have, in your opinion, have we made much progress, as much progress as we may think, considering what they have allegedly done uh, to one of their own in Officer uh, Bolton? Racism and discrimination is ever-changing, and we have to ever-change with it, and it's a constant battle and fight. Uh, the reality is that... Um, the more we work, the more elusive the uh, racist principles seem to become. Uh, and that's one of the difficulties that we have because we don't want to be in a space where um, we create laws without actually creating change because then those laws can create the illusion of fairness as opposed to actual fairness. Uh, and I think that's a lot of where we are. So in some ways we're better and in some ways we're way worse. All right. All right. Well, James, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. I want to thank you for bringing this information to our community uh, as well. There is a story online at seattlemedium.com if you want to read more uh, about the various allegations um, that are related to this claim. But I do want to thank you for the work that you've been uh, not only doing with this case, but many cases here in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you, Chris.